everybody. Welcome back for another exciting episode of Coach My World. I am your coach for this episode, Coach Renee. Thank you for joining me on today. I want to thank everyone, all of my podcast subscribers. Forgive me for that little tongue twister, but I want to thank all of my podcast subscribers for joining me and downloading and sharing. You guys have been amazing. I'm so enjoying the reviews. Yes, the ratings and reviews. Thank you guys for rating and reviewing on the Apple podcast. Now, Spotify, I'm not too sure of the the um, rating and review process with that. I have not seen it on there. I had someone ask me about it, um, but I don't know. But if you're on Apple, they do have that feature. So those that are Apple listeners, please continue to rate, rate each episode, share each episode. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find this podcast at my website, www.iamreneroberts.com. Check me out on my social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Roberts. And let's make some changes in the world together. Yes, as always, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get this party started. So we've been on the journey of dealing with the wounds of abandonment. Well, not really dealing with them. Let's call it addressing the wounds of abandonment. Because if you've listened to part one and part two, you will understand that I'm not really giving uh, advice on how to deal with these things. I just want to really bring an awareness. Uh, the purposes of these particular episodes is to bring an awareness of the wounds that abandonment may have left, left in our lives, right? So we're doing a part three. Now, listen, this part three, I am going to give you the remaining, um, what did I call them? Uh, uh, the wounds, let's just call them the wounds of abandonment. So these are some of the features. I'm going to give you the remaining. I told you I had 20 in all. I think we have covered 13 so far. So I'm going to give you the last seven in this uh, episode. But in addition, don't click off when I finish. I'm going to give you a few tips and tools on how to heal in these areas, right? So this is a this we're going to call this episode a bonus edition. So we're going to knock out the other 7 and then get right into some healing tips because I promised I would not leave you stranded. Hey, I won't abandon you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So we're going to get into this, right? Uh, a few things just to remind you, just in case I have a new podcaster that's just jumping in on this episode. Um, abandonment issues can negatively impact your life. It can impact your relationships. It can impact the way you react and the way you respond. It can impact your differentiation or your, abil- your ability to differentiate. So we want to make sure that we're having a healthy flow uh, in our lives by dealing with these abandonment issues. So this is the purpose of just identifying and dealing with them um, so that we can open the door to our healing and our emotional freedom. So let's get into it, right? So number 14, if you don't know the other 13, please go back, listen to parts one and two. They're all there. So here's number 14, excuse me, engage in unwanted sex. Now, (laughs) 
Wow, number 14 just came out the pocket so strong. I do apologize. No, I don't. I'm playing. But engaging in unwanted sex, this is a this is one of those issues that abandonment causes us to do. Do the do. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why that's tickling me. But this is common in women. Women, I don't know why. I, I don't. I understand it's abandonment issues, but what makes us want to engage in unwanted sex? We really don't want it, but I have to have it because it makes me feel better in the state that I'm in. And a lot of times in this particular uh, issue, we're not really cognizant of that's why we're doing it. You know, we're just looking at it like, I don't know why I keep doing this. I don't know why I keep sleeping with this one or that one. I don't know why I, I keep um, <clears throat> having this unwanted sex. But it is a part. It, it, it may, if you're doing that, and this is not a judgment, if you're doing that, it, it is very important that you dig deep and discover what could have happened in my past that has caused me to have this issue of abandonment of just doing unwanted sex. It doesn't benefit me. It doesn't, I don't know, maybe it feels satisfactorily physically, but um, it's not doing anything for me emotionally. And we know that when it comes to sex and women, that is uh, an emotional connection is very important for us. So engaging in, um, in unwanted sex, and it does not exclude men. Some men do it also, but I'm not a man. I'm a woman, so I understand how uh, some of us can fall into that trap. And that is literally a result of our abandonment issues. Once again, this is for exploration to enlighten us so that we can go back and do some introspective work to discover why am I doing this? This is not healthy. This is not good. This is not right. Okay. So engaging in unwanted sex. All right. Number 15. And a lot of us may identify with this one. Hard to please. Never satisfied. I just chalk this up as discontent totally or total discontentment. We're never, we're never satisfied and it's very hard to please us. If you're in that position, if that is your mindset, if that is your posture in life, it is important to go back once again, figure out what abandonment issues do I have? Where have I been dropped? Where have I been left? Where have I been abandoned that is causing me to never, ever be content? Because abandonment will strike us in a way that causes our contentment levels to be extremely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I won't say impossible, but contentment levels are very hard or difficult to attain when we are not uh, dealing with those abandonment issues. Once again, I'm not giving tips on how to deal with these. I'm just addressing the wound. Okay. Number 16. Difficulty with emotional connection or intimacy. Oh, God. Difficulty with emotional connection. Now, women, I'm talking to my ladies right now. We know how important it is to emotionally connect, even in our friendships. It is so like, don't give me the shady, shallow stuff. And, and, and if we if we are okay with the shady shallow something has been damaged because that is not original for us that is not a natural 
proclivity. Something along the way has caused us to not be able to emotionally connect, to not be able to have uh, intimacy, to not be able to um, trust people to stay around. Yes, this is what makes the connection difficult. We, we don't trust people to stay around uh, and we have to go in and deal with it because that's not how God created us. God created us to be so connective through emotions and, and so intimate. And when I say intimate, I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about a deep closeness that we are we are literally robbing ourselves of when we don't deal with our abandonment issues. So that difficulty, yes, sometimes we may, no, let me stop because I'm about to go into advice mode and I promised you that is not what we are doing right now. Um, But I, 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 let me just go on to the next one because I'm I'm about to give you some advice and I don't want to do that. All right. Advice is coming at the end. I promise. So let's move on. 17, 17. Tend to overthink things and work hard to figure out hidden meaning meanings. You tend to overthink things and work hard to figure out hidden meanings. How many overthinkers are out there? I just want to know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 my best friend is, is raising her hand right now. And I'm getting tickled by that because I believe a lot of us uh, fall into that category. We just overthink things and we work hard to try to find out like these deeper meanings, you know, like there has to be a subliminal message up in this thing. You know, it can't be what it is. It can't be, you know, there's more to it than this. And that is, believe it or not, it could possibly be rooted in abandonment issues. I'm not saying that every overanalyzer, every overthinker is uh, has abandonment issues, but it could be. And the only way we'll find out is to go do some self digging to figure out why am I constantly over? Why can't I trust that if it says it's black, it's black. If it says it's white, it's white. Why do I have to go and do a thousand researches on the color and the, you know, and, and what, what could be under the surface that, that, that abandonment would literally cause us to mentally be challenged and just trusting things for what they say they are. Um, and if we can bring it more in a relational perspective, trusting people to, to be what they say they're going to be, is very difficult for us, which is why we overthink it. We overanalyze it. You know, we, there's got to be something hidden. Why they like me so much or, you know, or, or why, why they want to do this for me? Why are you, oh my God, why would you do that for me? Why are you giving me a gift? That must be another agenda. <laughs> you know, that could possibly, and I would say strongly be rooted in abandonment. So it is worth going in and figuring out what is going on inside of me. All right. So that is number 17. Number 18. We have three more to go. 18, 19, 20. You're hypersensitive to criticism, right? So that is really rooted in rejection, which rejection is literally a product of abandonment. This this hypersensitive nature to criticism makes us start feeling that we're not good enough. It makes us not. It, it makes us feel that we are unwanted. It makes us feel like um, the the things that they're pointing out. Uh, it, it causes me to look flawed and imperfect. And if I'm flawed and imperfect, then I must be good for nothing. Uh, these are things that are rooted in 
abandonment for sure. Because when someone abandons us, whether it be physically or emotional, emotionally, one of the main things that come up in our thought process is why? Why me? What did I do? Why? I, I must not be good enough for them. I'm, I could not I could not fit the bill, like people say, you know. And so that hypersensitivity, if you're hypersensitive to criticism. Now, none of us really enjoy to being criticized, right? Constructive criticism, we should be able to tolerate. But when we have been damaged or wounded in the area of abandonment, even constructive criticism can seem very painful for us because once again, it sets up that smoke screen of rejection for us. And so we want to make sure that when we start feeling those ways, we start checking ourselves. Don't get mad at the person that's being critical. Figure out why are you taking it so hard and why am I feeling rejected? Why did that make me feel not good enough or unwanted uh, so that you can get to the root of what is triggering those feelings? Yes. Number 19. You contain repressed anger and control issues. My God, can y'all let me sip on some tea for a minute? I do have my tea with me today. I promise you. Let me let me take a sip real quick. So, repressed anger and control issues. I'm. I had to take a sip because that's me. This this one number nineteen was my issue, guys. I told you in the first episode, like I I have abandonment issues, and they're being uh, uh, stirred constantly in different areas which brings an awareness for me so I can start healing in some of these areas and this is one of those areas repressed anger and control issues uh I kept anger so repressed from a kid literally uh because there was no freedom or safety I should say I won't say freedom but there was no safety uh for me to uh express those feelings of anger and if you're raised in a you know I call it a traditional black home um, not trying to make this a race situation, but if you're raised in a traditional black home, uh, a lot of us did not have that freedom of expression when it came to anger because it was deemed disrespectful. It was, it was deemed dishonorable. Uh, it, it, it made us seem like we were out of our place, you know, uh, get in a child's place. And so you learn to repress the anger uh, so that you don't fall into the disrespectful category or in my case, you won't get your teeth slapped out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And, and some of my um, other um, people that are up, have their upbringing was similar to that. You understand what I'm saying. Not literally get your teeth knocked out, but that was a famous phrase. So you guarded your teeth. <laughs> you know, so you didn't show anger. And with that, whether we understand it or not, Control immediately becomes an issue because it takes a very, it takes a controlling mind to repress anger. Why? Because anger is one of those intense emotions that literally have to be expressed in some way or some form or another. So the fact that I was able to suppress it at such a young age, it started creating these control issues. And when the control issues came along, the control issues didn't really, they affected me more than they affected others. Because now I found myself controlling all kinds of emotions that I should be expressing. Even when it came to uh, affection and love, I found myself controlling myself and not allowing myself to be fully expressive in those areas. Why? Simply because anger had become the dominating force uh, in my control factor. And I'm literally keeping that thing subdued, you know, in my mind so that I won't hurt others. But um, 
didn't realize I was really killing myself in that situation. And so if you're containing some repressed anger and you're con- you got some control issues, you know, we like to do the control issues also when we've had abandonment issues simply because if I can control the elements, then I won't get hurt again. If I can control this situation, if I control the elements of this relationship, then maybe they won't leave me. Or if I can control my emotions, I won't really get attached to them and it won't matter whether they leave me or not. You can come today, go tomorrow, it wouldn't matter. And some people are on that end of the spectrum also. Regardless of what end of the spectrum you're on, those are rooted in abandonment issues and it stands for us to do some research and digging so that we can start healing in those areas. Here's, here's the final one. Here's the final one. Now, this wasn't a big one for me, but I've heard of people. As a coach, I've heard this one quite often. Number 20 is engage in self-blame frequently. <laughs> engage in self-blame frequently. Now, I was the opposite of that I, because I, I see that as, uh, I'm going to create a word, victimish. Okay. Um, when we have the victim, when we're in a victim role, a victim's role, uh, we can really literally start blaming ourselves for everything. You know, we blame ourselves for our fathers walking out. We blame ourselves for our parents divorcing. We blame ourselves for our marriage not working. We blame ourselves for that friendship ending. We blame ourselves and we blame ourselves and we blame ourselves. Uh, and that becomes a frequent behavior. Now, it's one thing to analyze yourself in a situation and say, let me own my part in this. But when you take the sole responsibility of why something ended, why someone walked out, why there was an abandonment there, then we are literally dealing with an injury. Uh, and we have to start getting into those areas so that we can fully heal. Because to blame yourself is not, blaming yourself is still not owning your part of the issue. Let me say that again. Blaming yourself is still not owning your part of the issue or your part of the breakup or your part of the, the, the walking away. I, you don't have to blame yourself. Just own your part and leave everyone else's part for themselves. Here I go again, giving you some advice. I'm sorry. It, it's just how I'm wired. I'm sorry. That was a free one. Okay. But number 20 is engage in self-blame frequently. If you're engaging in self-blame frequently, Come on, let's do some soul searching, some soul work and start healing in this area that has been put on us because of abandonment issues. Now, I don't know how much time I have left. I'm looking at my clock. Is this the right time? All right. So I got a few more minutes. Good, good, good. I know I sound like I'm rushing, right? I apologize, guys. I just want to get it all in and within my time frame. Um, I want to give you some keys to healing. So I hope you got those 20. If not, rewind this, go back, listen to it as much as you need to and get them written down if you need to. But we want to get into some keys to healing. So one of the first keys to healing, I want you to, and I have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, five, six. I have six. All right. So let me see if I can get these in really quick. So the first one, one of the keys to healing, be willing to explore your abandonment experiences and the root causes of your fears. The key is be willing. 
Some of us are not willing to make that exploration because maybe some of our our in-depth history is too painful uh, to try to recall. But I encourage you, be willing to explore it. Be willing to explore those experiences. Uh, Be willing to get to the root of the causes of your fears, your fears in relationships, your fears in life. Be willing to go there. And And in that, it is important to have a safety net, a safety team around you that can help you while you're processing through these things. You need people in that in the, within your vicinity that can literally help you birth these things out. You know what I'm saying? It can, they can literally help you discover these things without having a breakdown or losing your mind. You need that safety net. That safety net may come in the form of a therapist. It may come in the form of a life coach. It may come in the form of a psychologist or a doctor. But, but it can also come in the form of a friend. It can, it can come in the form of someone that you find dear and that you trust. Uh, they can be in that space of safety also. So just be willing to go there. Be willing to go there. Set some time aside and say, you know what? I need to explore this because I'm having these issues too often. These issues are literally causing damage to my relationships. I need to deal with these things. So let me take some time to deal with them and be bold enough and courageous enough to explore these things that are causing me to fear and these things that are causing me to, um, you know, have these abandonment issues. Yes. All right. Here's the second one. Forgive the sources. Now, I have podcasts on forgiveness. I want the myths of forgiveness. I want you to go back and listen to those, you know, as you're trying to work through this part of it. Forgive the sources, those that have abandoned you, those that you feel have abandoned you. Because sometimes abandonment can can be subjective as well because it's based on how you feel. The other individual may feel they didn't abandon you, especially when it comes to emotional abandonment. Physical, come on. There's nothing subjective about that. You left and that's, you know, you abandoned me. But in an emotional situation, the person may not feel they did that to you. But this is your issue. So forgive the sources. Forgive them so that you can move on. Forgive them so that you can bring closure in these areas of abandonment. Don't hold on to it. Let them go so that you can be let go of also. Third one. This is important, guys. Properly grieve loss. Properly grieve loss. When we've been abandoned, there's a loss that incurs. Sometimes people feel abandoned when someone dies. When someone literally passes on or makes a transition, we feel abandoned at times. I've heard that. But so we have to treat abandonment as we would treat a loss. Grieve it. Sometimes we don't like to grieve because we don't want to own the fact that this was so painful for me, that this, I can't believe they left me. I can't believe grieve, grieve, grieve. There are so many different tools on uh, uh, to help us with our grieving processes. I want you to use some of those tools, even in your abandonment. You don't have to wait for somebody to die to grieve because there's still a loss. If somebody left you, if you were left as a child, you were left as a, uh, an infant, or uh, your spouse walked out on you, you grieving a loss. It's okay to grieve, but grieve properly. Okay. So that's the third one. Number four, establish healthy emotional boundaries. Establish healthy emotional boundaries. This does not mean putting a wall up. It means establishing healthy emotional boundaries, meaning I can be independent. I don't have to be codependent or use people as crutches anymore because of this, these insecurities that have been incurred by my abandonment. 
I need to start working on creating some healthy emotional boundaries so that I can stand on my own. I can stand as a healthy individual. I can embrace relationships in a healthy way and I can function in them in a healthy way so that I'm bringing some added contentment to my life. So Work on those healthy boundaries. And if you don't know what they are, once again, do some research. There's so much research out there that can help us with those things. You can't get it all in one podcast. Yes? All right. So here we go. What are we on? Um, Number five. Five out of six. One more. Oh, what time? Okay, we got to go. Learn to trust. And the crickets are making noise. Learn to trust. Keyword is learn. You have to retrain yourself to trust all over again. When someone has abandoned you, that's, that creates an automatic trust issue for everybody else. And it's not fair to everyone else that has been sent or that, ha, ha, that really have your heart at, at, you know, as their, at best. They really want to be connected to you. They really want to love on you. They really want to be there for you. You have to learn to trust so you won't keep reproducing the same behavior over and over in your future relationships. Remember, we're working on health in this area. Learn to trust. Okay? And the last one. I want to leave this with you, and I intentionally put this last. Love you enough to receive God's promise. And what that promise is, is that he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. That's in Hebrews 13, 5. Love you enough to receive his promise. So guess what? Even if every human being in this earth abandons me, guess who's always with me? God is. Now we know, thank God, that is not the case because we need people. But we understand that if all else fails, God will always be there for me. God will always be there for you. Just love you enough to receive that promise. And when you receive that and you walk in that, guess what? My God, it just opens the door to even more healing in your life uh, because you feel safe to heal now. So I want you all listen, share this podcast, get it out there. We we're closing this part of uh, abandonment. I have some other exciting things coming up for you in the next episode, but I want to see us heal. You know, that is my ultimate goal for us to walk in wholeness. So just as I'm working, I want you to do the work too. As I'm doing soul work, I'm going to pass the information on to you so you can do the soul work too. Stay connected with me. I promise to keep coaching your world because guess what? As my world is being coaching, it's helping me to help you. I love you guys. Thank you for your time. And I will see you next week. Yes, download again next Friday. New podcast coming soon. See you. Have a good one. I